You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Ty Bo. No Sean in the Chiefs show today. Um, we're changing things up just a little bit for this week. Uh, Ty Bo is going to be traveling out of town. He's got to bring you his top five, so we got to make Again. sure he's here. <laughs> We've got to make sure he's here for the chief segments where that goes in. Sean will be back for our NFL show while Tybo is out, um, so no worries. You're not gonna not gonna miss one specific person this week. We're gonna make sure that we're both here, uh, but we do have heck of a game coming up. Two solid defenses that are going to battle this one out. The Kansas City Chiefs are headed into Levi Stadium, taking on the San Francisco 49ers, 325 Central on Sunday, where the Chiefs are currently a two-and-a-half-point favorite on as of Wednesday, the day we're recording this. Um, now, this show, very centric around football. Uh, everybody... These days, you check it on Twitter. Everybody's talking about sports, some form. Right now, we've got football going on. Basketball just started yesterday on Tuesday. This um, is one of the best times of the year. Playoff baseball, NBA, playoff baseball, everything's going on. Like, so, like if you're a soccer fan, like myself, soccer's like in the mid swing of things. We've got the World Cup coming up in like a month. It's it's a heck of a time to be alive. And so, with that, I turn it over to Tybo and his top five. So this is a little bit of a mixed bag one. Um, I'm going with my top five favorite sports to play. Now, I'm I'm encompassing everything. Organized sports, um, backyard sports, you know, get a get a group of friends together and 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 go play whatever. Um, I, I'm just the, the stuff that I have the most fun doing, um, some of it is organized, some of it is not. But I do have two honorable mentions here um, because I played sports all my life. I played quite a bit of sports, um, so I couldn't narrow it down to just five. Um, but these two honorable mentions, um, some people will say it's tough to call them sports, um, but I have uh, I've played these like more recently. Like I, these are, these are two games that I kind of found as, as an adult, as a young adult. Um, but my two honorable mentions are spike ball and cornhole. And if you want to call it bags or whatever, um, cornhole is just, it's like the tailgate game. It's very fun and relaxing to play. You can play it with a beer in hand. You know, it's a, it's a, it's the perfect tailgate sport. Um, but I also, uh, randomly on a bachelor trip down to the Lake of the Ozarks, we were down there for the, the bags tournament that was put on by another prominent, like Twitter barstool sports guy. Um, I cannot think of his name for the life of me, but like we, we saw him there and there was a, uh, there was a ton of people at this bags tournament, um, cornhole tournament. Uh, see, I, I don't even, I'm not even consistent on what I call it. Um, but spike ball, um, was something I, I found kind of recently in life that friends got a net. Um, 
And, you know, it's that, that game is, is, it's easy to set up uh, incredibly fun to get a group of friends um, and just, just mess around. Um, but you need at least four players or else spike ball is not, I mean, it's not that fun. It's hard to play. Um, but moving on to the actual top five list. Number five, this may shock you people. I have football. Now I spent most of my school years from third grade to my senior year of high school playing football. It's a very fun game. Um, preparation for it is usually not fun. Um, and the reason why it's number five on the list is because when you think about it, when you, when you think about the amount of time in a football game that you're actually playing football, um, it's not very, it's not a long duration of time when you compare it to other sports and like the time they use up on the clock, you have 60 full minutes to play football and each play lasts an average of seven seconds. And so much time runs off the clock in between, uh, plays, um, so, and if you only play one side of the ball in football, you know, like you're, you're watching everybody else play. So um, sometimes your opportunities are limited to actually have fun when you're playing the sport of football. Um, but I still loved it. Um, playing underneath the Friday night lights is, is an experience um, that even pro players wish um, they could have back. So uh, football makes the list, but it's not as high up as I'm sure most of the people would have expected. Number four, wiffle ball. I love seeing the prominence of wiffle ball on social media nowadays. Um, what people can do uh, pitching a wiffle ball is absolutely insane. Um, but frequently in high school, we would get it, it, we'd have to we'd have to get quite a bit of guys together to to play wiffle ball, which makes it difficult to plan for. But when you get a group of people together to play wiffle ball. It's fun. You know, you, you bring a plastic bat and wiffle balls, and that's the only equipment you need if you have a field for it. Um, you don't need a glove. Um, so it, almost anybody can play. Uh, but wiffle ball um, makes for a lot of funny moments, uh, a lot of whiffs uh, at bat. Um, so you get humbled, even if you think you're, like, the greatest athlete in the world. Um the the people and the, like especially the pitchers that are good at wiffle ball like they don't necessarily look like athletes um so it's one of those it's one of those games where anybody can jump in and have fun and you know it 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 brings a lot of laughs most of the other games that i play with my friends i don't laugh very much i'm an extremely competitive guy but when you play wiffle ball it's full of laughs it's a, it's a great time number three on the list I never played this sport in any type of organized fashion. I think maybe I was in an SPCAA league when I was very, very young. Uh, but basketball. Uh, getting together a group of guys and going to the rec center in college, um, that, that itself is a lot of fun. Going to your YMCA, going to a gym, um, getting a pickup game going playing with people who you you've never met before. Um, the game of basketball can bring people from, you know, all walks of life together. And I'm, I'm sure that's true about a lot of, you know, organized and professional sports, but 
for me, like I didn't go play pickup soccer. I wouldn't play pickup basketball. Like I felt like for me, that was more fun. And that was where I saw a lot of um, what I say, like pe- bringing people together. Um, pickup basketball, you know, the, the oldest to the youngest, like everybody can get involved. Um, and it's just, it's just a good time. I have a lot of fond memories with some very close friends from college just going to the rec center playing pickup. Number two, uh, this is a game that Sean and I play uh, frequently whenever I go visit him because he has a court uh, right outside his apartment. Pickleball. Kansas City is is known for chicken and pickle. Um, I've gone there quite a bit. Um, it's It's like a really common spot for my old company to do team building activities. It's like they didn't have any other ideas besides chicken and pickle. Uh, but pickleball is incredibly fun. Um, I never played tennis or anything. Um, and I di- I don't even think we had a pickleball, um, like segment in high in any of my gym years, uh, elementary school, middle school, high school. I don't think we ever did a, uh, a pickleball segment. Um, but played it in college, play it with Sean. Um, you can do doubles or you can do singles. Um, it, it works up a sweat because just like tennis, you're just running back and forth all over the court. Um, it's, it's fun to learn how to get spin on the ball. Um, pickleball, um, definitely still takes some athletic ability. Um, so I'm not going to go out there and say like anybody can, pick up a paddle and play uh, pickleball. Um, but I, uh, I also think it's hilarious uh, to see the old people playing pickleball at the YMCA and they're just, they're volleyball in every shot, giving them, giving their opponent a chance. So like they're, they're just playing to have, you know, a little bit of fun. So pickleball um, very easily makes my number two. Uh, I love playing pickleball. And number one, um, if you don't know me, uh, would probably come as quite a surprise. Um, but no, my number one is rugby. I wrestled and I played football for most of my school years, as I, as I said about football. Um, but I got to play rugby my senior year of high school, and it was literally the most fun thing I've ever done. My high school team was a, was a mixture of a bunch of athletes from other sports. We had kids from soccer. We had kids from the wrestling team. We had a bunch of football players. Um, but we just had a bunch of athletes um, and some coaches that taught us some pretty basic rugby. And nonstop action. Um, as a forward in rugby, you don't have to run as much as a soccer player. Um, so I could still play. I was, I was in shape enough to still be on the field. Um, but I had a great time playing rugby. Um, going to different tournaments across the U.S. Um, <clears throat> and then I even played – I played a little bit for the Kansas City Blues B-side. B um, I played a little bit for a club team in college. Um, but it's it's an incredible sport to play. There's You're not waiting for the action like you are in football. You're not taking any breaks. It's just go, go, go. And – you know, the every sport builds a level of camaraderie, but there is nothing. I became 
I became comfortable with people quicker than anything else by playing rugby with them and just learning their style, learning their tendencies, um, and just the way that they like to play the game. Everybody brings, brings, brings a little bit of flavor to it. Um, it's a very popular international sport, um, and I've met um, people from all over the world because of the sport of rugby. So that's why it makes my number one as the most fun sport to play. It's a good list. I would uh, I would recommend anybody who's going to go and play a little bit of pickleball to make sure that they warm up properly, even if you're just going to have fun. Uh, An older gentleman friend of mine uh, tore his Achilles playing pickleball. Uh, <laughs> tore his Achilles. Oh yeah. <laughs> he did not warm up. He was the first match there and decided that he was just going to go out and play without warming up. Uh, two minutes into his match, just tore his Achilles right off the bone. Jeez. Uh, yeah, stretch. Uh, before you play any of those games that I have just recommended, please stretch um, and don't sue me if you hurt yourself. And uh, one, one of the things we, you, you mentioned, you know, getting together with a bunch of your buddies and playing wiffle ball. We used to do that in college. I lived by a park and we had a, a tennis court. Uh, so we... Uh, we went out there and instead of playing with an actual wiffle, um, we took tennis balls. And so we could just, if you got a hold of it, it was gone. You were either hitting someone or it was over the fence and gone. It was amazing. Uh, a lot of with a metal memories. bat. No, 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 no. It was a wiffle bat. It was one of the thick, okay. thin wiffle. It was a thin, uh, or slim, I should say slim, but very thick. So it could take slim, a thick. beating slim, thick, <laughs> So it could take a beating from a tennis ball because, I mean, that's that's a pretty generous impact that, that's going on there. But uh, it, it made for a very good time. But as you can tell, folks, we are big fans of all sports around here. Um, as we get into what's coming up from the weekend, I'd like to get into what uh, the injury report looks like so far for Wednesday. Now, this is going to change dramatically over the next two days as they go through the rest of their practices on Thursday and Friday. But so far, this is the injury list for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you're on YouTube, I'll put that up here now for you to be, uh, to be able to see. And this is coming from Arrowhead Pride. So the did not or non-participants on Wednesday's practice was Joe Tooney with an ankle, Mike Dana back with his calf, and Rashad Fenton is still a non-participant with his hamstring issues. <clears throat> Brian Cook is still uh, – he did have a light practice, which is good to see as he's coming off of concussion protocol. And then we did have four full practices, but people who are still injured, that is Trey Smith with his pec, McColl with his heel, Legereus Sneed with his knee, and Harrison Bucker is probably going to be on there for the foreseeable future with that left ankle injury. Now, I was able to go and find an injury report coming from Yahoo uh, for the San Francisco 49ers uh, as far as their Wednesday practice goes as well. Here are their non-participants in practice. Chavarius Ward, friend of the Kansas City Chiefs. Right tackle Mike Glick, uh, McGlick, McGlinchey, I believe that is. It's either McGlinchey <laughs> or Mc, uh, Mick, Mick Glinchey. McGlinchey. 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 There we go. Uh, safety. Talona Hufunga, uh, defensive lineman Samson uh, Ibukum, uh, and defensive Ebicum. lineman Ebicum. I should have known that. And uh, remember Eric that Armstead. guy from the Rams game, uh, right? Twenty eighteen. 
That's where he said, tore I us up. Known that one. Yeah, he he's not uh, he's not good to us. Uh, and then the other defensive lineman was Eric Armstead. Now it is expected that Javarius Ward will play. Uh, it is a, a groin issue is what he's listed at, but I believe the main injury comes from his hand. I believe he broke it again. He did it again uh, previously with the Chiefs, and he played with a cast. Uh, their limited participants were Nick Bosa, left tackle Trent Williams, ankle injury, safety Jimmy Ward, uh, defensive lineman Drake Jackson. So that's three defensive linemen that are having issues with the San Francisco 49ers, or excuse me, four that are having issues with the San Francisco 49ers, and then a full participant, but ish injury issues from corner Jason Verrett. Tybo, given this on a Wednesday early outlook for the Kansas City Chiefs, three non-participants, <clears throat> how, how how do you see this foregoing for the rest of the week with, uh, with any potential injuries lingering? So the most concerning is obviously Joe Tooney. Um, didn't know he picked up anything. Um, sucks to see he's not practicing, but I'm hoping. It was the ankle that uh, Patrick Mahomes fell on uh, early early in the game, I believe, first quarter. Did, but J- Tooney played, didn't he? He played the rest of the game. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm assuming that because he played the rest of the game, it's not so serious. It's um, it's precautionary. Right. That's what I think that's what we're hoping here. Um, I'm happy to see Trey Smith have a full practice. Um, the fact that McColl's even still showing up on the injury report um, means I, like he's probably still dealing with some pain. And it's unfortunate this was supposed to be – I mean, this is his contract year. supposed to be a big year for for him. So I feel bad for him. And when he first got the injury, we all know it definitely affected him. Um, so that's that's what I'm getting out of the Chiefs side. Uh, Dana better hurry back. Um, it sucks to see him out this long, especially when we struggled uh, getting out for the quarterback at the Bills game. Um, but it is what it is. Um, happy to see Ebucam. Um, with a did not practice, um, you know, I, I'll pick and choose when I uh, don't want to wish injury on a player because um, he was uh, he was a big reason that the Rams won that game uh, a few years ago. He had a uh, <laughs> he had some defensive turnovers. He caught because he recovered or forced fumbles. Like I mean, it's just it doesn't matter. He played well against us. Uh, the injury to Hufunga is going to be another big one. Uh, he has been a lights-out safety that's been all over the field in every game that he's played in, laying big hits. Um, he's he's really, really good. Um, if he misses, that's going to be a massive, massive blow to the 49ers defense. And even if he's playing injured, that's still going to be um, a worry spot for them. Uh, having Eric Armstead also on a non-participant, list is uh good for the kansas city chiefs um nick bosa did go down earlier in the year with an injury i believe he missed a game or two uh so being limited is to be expected uh we know how good he is and with our tackles playing as poorly as they are uh hopefully there's still some lingering issues obviously not career threatening but some lingering issues at least for week seven yeah, that safety you were talking about, Hufunga. Uh, um, he he's, he's in concussion protocol, so you got to think with the new developments this year. With that, if he's got a did not practice in the middle of the week, he's 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 probably a long shot to play. Um, 
I don't know. You know, the last few years, if you quote unquote clear concussion protocol, I mean, obviously we, we saw with Miami, but like as soon as you quote unquote clear that concussion protocol, they're they're letting you come back in. And I'm I'm wondering um if the league after what has happened, um, they're probably forced or leaning towards waiting a little bit to integrate them back in. Um, hard to judge uh, as a as a coach because you don't want to. A lot of these a lot of these kids want to play, but you don't want to ruin somebody's life because you you brought them back too early. Hundred percent. I mean, look at the look at the issues we're having with Tua now. Uh, don't want to see anything like that continue. Um, it, it, again, it's also a little too early to tell. It is a Wednesday. Uh, some of these guys will probably be going into light practices the next day or two uh, and be be playing. Uh, we see it all across the league. Some dudes don't practice, and they're just game-time players. Uh, so we'll have to see how that develops. Um, but, you know, we, we have had some issues, the Kansas City Chiefs, in previous weeks, uh, more so on the pressure side and giving up pressure on both of our tackle side. Uh, Arrowhead Pride did mention uh, that Lucas Niang should be back after the bye week at eight, uh, week eight. Um, what is our outlook this week? Um, I got a, I got a question for you real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, McDuffie and Willie Gay. Uh, practiced. They are not listed on the injury list. Um, McDuffie, I do not believe, has been activated at this point in time, so he does not need to be designated on the injury list, but he is back practicing today. Willie Gay uh, was a suspension, not an injury, so he won't be listed on the injury list. He is off suspension and is back uh, practicing in a full capacity today. Oh man, I passed over a tweet. I should have sent it to you. It said something about Willie Gay and the possibility of him not playing. I'll have to look into that. Um, I don't know. While I look for that, Tybo, tell me, expecting Willie Gay and Trent McDuffie to both come back after coming off the injury reserve and suspension. Uh, how do you mm, see that? I found it. I found oh, it. I'm sweet. sorry. I keep interrupting you. I found oh, it. You're good. Uh, Harold R. Koontz. Yeah, Harold Koontz. Trent McDuffie will practice, and it says, quote unquote, unquote we'll see how it goes on Willie Gay. Uh, to clarify on Willie, he, he oh, I don't okay. know. I, I'm assuming it's coach. Okay. Uh, it's to clarify on Willie, he's okay. Just just more to see him ramp up into being ready to play. So yeah, I mean, having four weeks off issue. Is, um, possibly go ahead and uh, uh, send that send that tweet to me. Um, Will do. Yeah, I mean that that's not unexpected. Number one, they've got a tough opponent coming up. Um, they are San Francisco's always a tough opponent, um, no matter how bad people think they are. Um. It would. It is seemingly uh, always an issue when you have a player out multiple weeks um, to come back and not have any rust. It's just see. It's it's usually not possible. Um, as well, 
when you're suspended as a player, you're not allowed to be in or around the facility. Now you can hang out with guys outside of the facility. You can have friends over, you can go over to their house uh, of the team, right? But you're not allowed to communicate necessarily with the coaches uh, or be in or around any of the any of the facilities. You are suspended and away from, from team activities. Um, so it would be safe to say uh, that there is gonna be some rust unlikely that it's physical most likely that it is uh mental in a capacity of just trying to get back and around and, and looking at film and being able to see things full speed as quickly as the nfl moves and that should so be the same gotta thing get to into go a for... rhythm on defense like mm -hmm. like you would on offense exactly and and the, that would be safe to assume also uh for trent mcduffie uh as a rookie only have played in two games uh, he's going to have that mental uh, rust because he's he hasn't played that much in the NFL, uh, as well as trying to grasp the uh, playbook in full speed, as well as the uh, the hamstring issues that he that he did have that ended up putting him on a, a IR. So um, if he's able, you may to come see off, a little, you may see a little difference in in that though because he wasn't suspended. He's he's probably I mean whether Willie Gay has done like film work on his own, you know, right. like who's to say, but McDuffie's still been in and around all that stuff. So I don't, maybe who knows? Yeah. And learning and, and whatnot. So that'll be, that'll be, um, it, it will most likely just be more physical rust than mental. However, as a rookie, um, still trying to get himself, um, uh, elevated or, um, yeah, to, to, um, actual full speed contact in the NFL with those two seemingly coming back Tybo, what are your expectations for this defense who only gave up 24 points to what is expected to be, or what is said to be the number one offense in the league, potentially the number one team in the league, only giving up 24 points. How do you think that fares against uh, a 49ers offense? That's been kind of stalwart. Yeah, I think, if you're if you're the Chiefs organization, the head coach is going into this game. Bill, Willie Gay has to play. Hundred percent. If if there's any question about McDuffie's uh, hamstring being a hundred percent, then maybe we maybe we don't like hold him back another game. But Willie Gay needs to get back out there, even if he plays a a bad game for Willie Gay. Um, I think maybe, I mean, maybe it affects his snap count a little bit in that game. Maybe it's more of a rotation than a, like a Willie Gay dominated, um, set of snaps on the defense, but he's got to play. He's got to be able to get back in the groove of things. Um, and San Francisco, while they do have some weapons, they've been kind of middle of the pack, um, with their offense this year. I don't know. I don't know all their numbers. Um, but I know they haven't been or the San Francisco 49ers of, you know, maybe one or two years ago. Yeah, they've, they've been, like I said, kind of stalwart. Um, a lot of chemistry issues uh, seemingly as tr they were expecting Trey Lance to play. And, and, and obviously Jimmy has some chemistry with those guys, but obviously not that talented uh, in the quarterback room. Um, 
And it's hard to say, you know, the the one thing to keep in mind is the 30-day clock has started with Trent McDuffie. He did practice today, Wednesday, the 19th. He has 30 days to step foot, be activated off of the IR. And if he is not activated within 30 days, he's shut down for the season. Now, I don't expect them, uh, it, barring some setback, uh, to not be able to make that timetable. Uh, I would expect come off the injured reserve um, and and be on a snap count, most likely. Uh, but that will also be inhibited p- potentially by Rashad Fenton's injury as we are now starting to get low on depth at corner. Um, what I expect is Willie Gay to come in and make a full impact. We know how good he is. Uh, we known that in his rookie season, he was having issues being able to grasp the – we don't know this. This is speculation and and coming from uh, other reports that were from his rookie season uh, is that he wasn't fully grasping the playbook, yet every time he stepped out on the field, he was making plays. So his physical ability uh, is able to make up for any lack of knowledge that he may have if that's the case. Um, and that's going to be a big, big proponent of being able to cover, stop the run, and to be able to potentially get that defensive line kicked in gear a little bit as their behinds are going to be covered. Um, and for Spags to stop dropping defensive ends into freaking coverage. How disgusting is that? We see it every freaking week, Spags. I you like Car- that. No, it's so dumb. It's dumb. Why are we having George Karloftis or Carlos Dunlap drop back into coverage where a corner or a safety or we run nickel half the damn time? Why the hell in the Brian Cook or another safety of the 40 that we have out on the field that we're dropping a, a damn defensive end? Their job is to get after the quarterback. What are we doing, Spags? Well, we can't have we can't have all the exotic blitzes that we've been talking about recently if you're not getting some of that. That's that's fair. And I think I think the problem with dropping D linemen dropping back in coverage this last game is we weren't getting home with with much. Um when the D linemen are expected to cover more than just a couple of seconds, um, your play has gone to shit on defense. So um, there they drop back to cover quick passes, uh, certain areas like the flat and like right over the middle of the field, and like the little hitch area. So, um, it's not it's not supposed to be a prolonged effort from the D lineman. So, this week should seemingly be a little bit um, easier on the defense. The San Francisco 49ers are a rushing team. They have uh, uh, uh. Wilson Jr., uh, who's filling in for uh, Elijah Mitchell, uh, who's uh, got 400 yards on 81 attempts. The backup, uh, well, not really a backup. Debo Samuel has 23 carries for 136 yards, uh, while only two receivers are currently eclipsing 300 yards on six games. And George Kittle Kittle has been unheard of in the passing game outside of last week. So, you know, this is a fairly one-dimensional team. Uh, the defense, the Kansas City Chiefs defense can be one-dimensional, which is uh, really nice. But also, we have been a pretty decent run-stopping team outside of the game against the Raiders. Uh, 
So we should be able to put our foots down a little bit there and stop. And the Bills. Most of the movement. And the Bills. Yeah, we didn't we didn't stop the run against the Bills. And and seemingly those or I, I guess those two teams have much better uh passing abilities than any of the te- any of the other teams that we did play. So you get to a team that you really only got Debo, uh should be able to make this team one dimensional and force it one way or the other. Should be pretty nice. Uh, offensively uh the 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 issues have been at tackle allowing multiple pressures per game on the outside we're going up against a very very good defense and a very good defensive line uh should the injuries um not subside and not hold these guys out however i don't know what are you, what are your thoughts on that should we be able to get back into a rhythm this week with patrick mahomes and the passing game and being able to keep him clean in the pocket. I really it's it's gonna be on these it's gonna be on these coaches because they we saw um I'll 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 send I'll find this and send this to you, but I, I we saw on Twitter um Andrew Wiley specifically. Um it's also happened to OBJ in in the past. Um but when we have a designed chip lock coming from the running back um, you can't get beat to the inside. And Wiley twice took a big jump step to the outside and let Von Miller beat him to the inside, and the chip was useless. Um, so we we just got to get – we got to teach those moments to, the, to Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown, um, get them executing the play the right way. Um, I think that's part of it. But um, we hope we don't miss Tooney uh, in in the inside. We're glad to have Trey Smith back. Um, but those those tackles um, need to show a little bit more effort as long as well as you know those uh, the coaches need to be getting in their ear and explaining to them um, when they have certain design plays that they need to do it this way um, and don't freaking get beat to the inside. Seems like it. It's a fairly simple concept that a lot of offensive lines aren't getting this year. If you uh, look at some of the averages across the NFL, I believe the port point differential is under nine points on average per game uh, between the scores, uh, which is the lowest the NFL has seen. If I remember hearing this correctly, on six ten, um, the point differential is that low for the first time since roughly the 1970s. I believe it was 1972, 1976 they were talking about. Uh, so it's a very competitive like NFL. Our, the overall point differential? Correct. In every game? Every game. The the average uh, comes to a, a nine or just a little bit under. Um, so that means every game is very, very close. And if you look across the league, there's not really like anybody, like multiple teams or really anybody's offensive line that, necessarily stands out unless they're playing against the Kansas city chiefs. Um, most everybody's offensive line is dealing with uh, either injuries or issues from players that they haven't necessarily seen those issues from beforehand. Uh, a lot of teams are getting up, giving up a lot of pressures, a lot of hits and a lot of sacks. Um, so it's a big issue for the Kansas city chiefs, but not an uncommon issue heard from around the league. Tybo, Give me a player on offense and a player on defense that we need to be watching this week uh, for good reasons. Uh, 
potential breakout game um, or just a big game for them? I'm going to be extremely boring. Um, what we were just talking about. It's like this player is not going to break out. This player is not going to have stats that you see up on the scoreboard. Um, he's not going to score a touchdown. Um, we need to be watching Orlando Brown Jr. He's betting on himself this year. And through six games, I give him C minus D plus. And it's been really it's been really bad the last three games. Or no, well, last two games and then in the Colts game. How about that? Are you expecting him to to turn that around this week on Sunday? This is this is a game that we need to win. We need to get up for it because at four and two, we're tied with the Chargers right now. If we want to be serious about that second seed and it, at, at winning the AFC West, we need to be up for this game. We need to be ready and we need to win this game. Um, so if he's going to get any kind of money from us, if this season's going to go even close to the way he wanted it, to at the beginning of the season, this is a game that he needs to turn it around. And who's your defensive player to watch? <sighs> LJ. The the secondary didn't look great in the Bills game. Um, the secondary didn't look great in the Raiders game. Um. LJ also got embarrassed. Um, he's not the guy that got jumped over, but he's the guy that basically led Justin Reed to get jumped over because he didn't want any part of a one-man screen or a lead blocker, whatever you want to call it, because Josh, Josh Allen didn't throw the screen to himself. Um, but he's like, look for him to get another sack, you know, or have have a have an impact in – the blitz um we we gotta we gotta do what we know we do well um and at this point the exotic blitz scheme and the way he can hide a blitz and his speed uh tackling ability to get after the quarterback let's send him let's send him multiple times you know let's send him from either side of the of the field um let's get him let's get him involved um in making impacts on plays um and that's that's you when we get the guys like Chris Jones, Nick Bolton, Legarius Sneed around the ball and after the ball, um, good things happen. So let's let's get back to that. Um and just just keep an eye on LJ because he's he's a veteran presence that should really uh rally these boys. Coincide with the defense. Uh, I think the player to watch out for for me this week is going to be Juan Thornhill. He's been picked on a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Um, as the first few weeks, nobody really targeted him at all. Uh, and and with that, in the last few weeks, he's given up some dumb penalties. He's uh, let some receptions go over the top of his head underneath. Hasn't seemingly been there enough. Uh, I think this week he gets back on track. It's going to make a big play, folks. I'm calling a pick six for Juan Thornhill this week. It's coming. Watch out for it. Uh, my player on offense, who is a tough one, but 
it's a get right game for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a get right game for the offensive line, but this coincides with the offensive line getting right. Clyde Edwards Alaire. He's going to get touches upon touches upon touches to get right with the offensive line. Allow Andy Reid's going to come in and say, you know what? The offensive line needs some confidence. Where's our strengths at with the offensive line? It's clearly run blocking. You can look at every single graph upon every single game that we've played through the first six weeks. The, the run blocking is what is working with this offensive line. It's what works with most offensive lines. If you talk to an offensive lineman, they're going to tell you my favorite thing to do is run blocking because I'm not sitting there absorbing the pressure from the defensive line. I actually get to go forward, make contact, and push them off of their spot, and that's what's the most fun to us. I know because I played it for so many years. So Andy Reid's going to get the confidence back going with the offensive line, get the ball moving on the ground, which is going to open up the pass game, the RPOs. It's going to get everything moving and look very nice. So watch out for Clyde Edwards-Alaire to have a day and for Juan Thornhill to make a big play. Hi, Bo. Are you ready to pick this game, or are there a few anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, just, just real quickly, um, another tweet that I will find and send to you. Um, it, we still had some decent success in the run game against the Bills, but we only ran the ball fourteen times. Um, I was harping on it at the beginning of the year to keep the run game involved. You know, at about uh, at least a third of the plays, uh, I would prefer like a thirty-three to a 40% clip of run plays to pass plays. Um, but we we stayed a little bit one-dimensional um, against the Bills. So like you're talking about Clyde having a big game, um, look for the amount of run plays versus pass plays to even out um, more in this game um, because that's, that's the formula that's shown to win. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs, like I said, are heading into Levi Stadium. They're going to be taking on the 49ers at 325 Central Time uh, by a sports book that shall not be named. The Kansas City Chiefs here are a two and a half point favorite. Uh, Sean will take this week's first pick. He has got the Kansas City Chiefs winning. 34 to 19. That's a big W. That's a, that's a big we're, W. We're in San Francisco. And and it looks like they're going to be missing at least a few key players, uh, especially uh, Funga with the con- in the concussion protocol. We'll have to see how that shapes out, but y- you've got to expect him not to play. Um, how's this favoring for you? <sighs> they got a good defense. Very solid one. Give me twenty-seven to seventeen, Chiefs. It's a little bit closer of a score. We're getting there. Uh, I would expect this line to change by game time, um, if not by Friday, very largely. Um, 
I will also take the Kansas City Chiefs to make that a wash across the board. Uh, but I am going to give the Kansas City Chiefs a win. Um, we're going to go 35 to 12. All field goals. Probably not all field goals. You guys are really counting out these 49ers guys. I think that off I, it's get right game, man. The over under is 48 and a half. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be close. I know they're I know they're a solid team, but Kansas City seem seems to have their number. If, if you bet $100 on the on every single under this year, you'd be up $1500. Pretty wild. There are quite a few backdoor covers from week three that we last spoke about that. Um, and folks, that's going to do it here for us. Make sure to join us on at uh, the under. At the under. Okay. At the under. Make sure to check out our NFL show that should be coming up right after this one. Um, got a heck of a game coming up. You definitely don't want to miss it. And as always. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.